So if you had some information that you knew would likely change my life for the better, wouldn't you want to share it with me? Exactly. Welcome back to yet another episode of the Terry Summers Podcast. This is a long time in the making. I have had this desire on my heart for a while, and we sort of saved it for the um, after uh, launch of the 100 episodes um, to lead in strongly to the next 100 episodes. But uh, I'm not going to dilly-dally. Today, my friend Jeff Mullen and myself are going to talk about a book that has made a huge difference in my life, and we're going to do a series with it. Today will be the first of that. So I hope you, uh, what do I want to say? Like when you go fishing and you put the worm on the line and the worm just sort of attracts that fish and they get hooked, this is the worm. Welcome. Jeff Mullen, it seems like since I got a podcast, I have been able to visit with you more than I have in a very long time. You were just on in my 100th episode celebration. And um, uh, I will reiterate for folks that listen to that. When I went and thought about who I wanted, oh, I just got emotional. (laughs) There goes my nose. Um, It turns red and then everything goes. When I thought about who I wanted to have on uh, my 100th episode, there were so many I could choose from and and would have gone on and on because there are several that I wanted to have, but I knew I needed to have about 10 folks that, that were people I wanted to share with people again. And more than that, that I just have impacted me. And you've impacted me in so many ways over the years. But in recent months, your life has impacted my life in a profound way. And I wanted to bring you back on so we could sort of talk about that. I know I'm sounding like I'm speaking in code. But um, first of all, you mentioned, and we've talked about this in a previous podcast, you, you mentioned to me a book about a book um, that was, uh, it was just, hey, and it was at the end of a conversation. Hey, by the way, here's one of my favorite books. Go check it out. And as I would from a recommendation from you, I did. But let's back up to that point. What, what book were you talking about? And why were you sharing it with me? And give us a little bit of history on that. You know, so there could be a really profound history, right? But I was looking for books online and I read a lot of books and uh, I've read a lot. And there are kind of tips and tricks and good ideas in books. And there are profound writers and profound thinkers. So I was, so really, I was just online looking and I came across this book. I was on Amazon. I came across this book and it said 40 days. Actually, um, the first book was, help me with it. Um, the 4-8 Principle. 4-8 Principle. Thank you for being my memory. Yeah. The 4-8 Principle. I'm like, hmm, what's that? And honestly, I just looked at it. It had this big smiley face. And I looked at it and I thought, well, I need a smile. I need a, I bought that book. I'm like, oh my gosh, this is this is life transforming in my mind. And then the same author, um, Tommy Newberry, came up with 
what's called uh, 40 days to a joy-filled life. Well, I was, I was a pastor in a church, and I saw this, and I thought, oh my gosh, yes, I realize this is Bible. I don't know how to say it other than it was like, I don't want to say Bible plus, because I think Bible's good. Good enough, but he brought such insight into uh, Philippians chapter four, verse eight says, Hey, think about these things because basically the opposite of that doesn't work out. So I bought the first book and I'm like, Oh my gosh, this is life changing. And then I got bought the second book and then I actually reached out to the author. And then we did a whole series in our church about it because I just thought, Man, this is changing my life. How I think is so important. I mean, how I think changes everything. Now, you know, some people may be listening and they're not, you know, Jesus followers or Bible believers or whatever. And okay, my hope is that they would trust me enough and they'll know you more, but they just trust enough. Like, and I don't get any proceeds. I'm not anything. I just like, this book has been transformational for me and how I think about my life, not like my goals for the year. No, it's my moment by moment, my day, my day, my week by week, my relationship by relationship, how I think. So I found this book and I'll tell you what, um, it just started to change me. Yeah, because the way I viewed the world, my marriage, my children, my friendships, my sphere of influence, it started to change everything in me. And so I've been like, I am still a huge advocate of the book, because it changed me. You know, you had um, mentioned to me, it, it, it changed you. So, you know, when we have something good come into our life, like for instance, if I, if I make a good dish, I run onto a new, a good recipe and you know, I'm a bit of a foodie. I share that recipe. I tell, wait, you got to try this. This is delicious. And I think that just as people, we do have that thing about wanting to share things that affect us. And you, um, you told me earlier, just a guesstimate is that you have shared possibly as high as 1500 books with people uh, of, of these publications, one or the other, or both, or, or however it goes. So that to me right there says, okay, he really connects with what this book has to say. So um, you and I have this conversation just off the top of my head. Let me just ask this. I don't think I asked this in that conversation. You and I were rekindling, not rekindling is not a good word. We were refreshing, refreshing um, our friendship because though we've remained friends over the years, just distance and life and busyness and all of that, we had not had the opportunity or sought the opportunity to visit. And then we got reconnected and it's though we never really, you know, missed a beat. But at the end of our conversation and you quickly said that, what prompted you to do that? Do you recall? Or is it just something that you have on your mind so much because you love this book? Okay, so I do keep it on my mind. In our conversation, what prompted me 
were the same challenges that I've had. And guess what? Still deal with because I'm still human. And I just, you know, I know you seen your life. I know your gifts and abilities. And then I just heard you saying things that were uh, kind of, um, well, they were lies spoken into your head. I don't know if that's mm. the best way of putting it. Mm. I just heard you say stuff. I'm like, Harry, no, this is, no, this is, these are not in, in my brain. Like, these are not things you should be thinking about. <laughs> yes. Right. <laughs> now I hear it on the other side, but yes. Well, okay. it's like, how about all the things? How about all the ways God has gifted you and given you abilities and you've worked hard, you've trained. I understand that, but he's also giving you these gifts and abilities. Those aren't the things you're thinking about. What you're thinking about is maybe what someone said about you. Well, someone reviewed you or a friendship that spoke something negative into your life. And we all go through that. I mean, there's no one alive who doesn't go through that. And I have gone through that. And so I, whenever I'm having a conversation with someone, I say, hey, you know what would be great is if you would buy this book. Mm -hmm. Because I, you know, all I can say is it changed my life. Yeah. It really helped me transform the way I think and the stuff we can allow garbage in or not we can allow negativity in or not and sometimes that first impression it just shows up right boom it's there but what's our second thought second thought is no yeah that's not the way i'm going to accept this right so i think that was just at the end of our conversation because i do remember it i was actually talking to you it was in covid mania and i was talking i was in my garage because that's where i get my best reception Mm -hmm. and i was standing there in the garage and we were talking and I say, hey, you know what? Get this book because I think it'll be a blessing. And that was it. And I did. And, you know, right away, loosely, when you told me the concept of the 4A principle, having uh, uh, been raised in church, having a faith that involves um, reading and taking in the Bible. And I knew, I knew the 4-8 principle. I mean, I, I knew Philippians 4-8 loosely, depending on what translation I couldn't quote it, but I knew the gist of, um, think on these things, anything, sure. this, anything that. Okay. Yeah. So, and I would say as a vessel, as a human being, my wiring, um, is to lean towards, um, for lack of a better word, positiveness. Like if you were the old adage, is the glass half full or half empty? It's half full. It's half full with me. Um, that does not mean though that my mind has not created some habits over the years that I would not have quickly identified as, whoa, what are you thinking? So I went and I got the book and I, I did that, <laughs> that, whoa, whoa, what? Like I had chills all over me and everything resonated. So it was in the fall and I read the book and I started actually going through it again. And I bought 
Uh, I, I like to do this anyway for my family and my family's pretty small, um, meaning tight. We have my, my brother, my sister-in-law, my mom, my brother's four kids, my husband. I mean, I have extended family in, you know, California and stuff, but here that's pretty much it. And so I try to get a book or a journal or something like, um, that, that would deposit something into their lives as one of their gifts at Christmas. And I thought I'm giving them this book and, uh, like, I don't know, the middle of January, end of January, something like that. I start getting text messages from now my eyes are watering. Um, I'm starting to get text messages from my 18 year old nephew and my nieces and my brother, my sister-in-law, my mom saying, Oh my goodness. Like they call me Bobo. So my nephew texted me first. He said, Bobo, this book, this book rocks. Thank you so much. And I, I, I even like, I kept reading it and I wrote him back and I said, Jackson, what do you like about it? And he, he said, it is making me think and it was like, ha, ha, ha. But he says, it's making me think differently. And it just, it affected my family to the degree that I had to go, okay. So then I bought the second book and I lost it somewhere in a packing up situation. But then I learned that he, that the author came out with another version that's exactly like the second book. And basically it takes you through um, the whole concept of, of a new way of thinking one day at a time over 40 days. So um, that's the one I'm in the middle of now, but I want to, and I know you're wired this way as well, and you share a similar heart, and you're not in official ministry anymore, you're not a pastor of a church, but your heart resonates there, you love people, I do too, and I just thought, what, in this next hundred episodes, you know, I want to take a look at what time I'm spending on this podcast. It's not that it's a chore at all, but I just want to think about it. And you and I had a conversation. What if we, uh, because you have so much more history in it than I do, what if we had a conversation about the book in in groupings or chunks or sections um, to take a look at um, as podcast episodes? So we've sort of decided to, to, to do that. And today is sort of a day to take a look at that. I mean, am I talk, say something to me. I've been talking a lot. Say <laughs> You're fine. I think what I look forward to, <clears throat> I mean, I have met, and when I say, I know the author, we, you know, he lives in a different part of the country. We don't barbecue every weekend together, but we've had relationship. Um, friendship, and so I know he has this pretty well dialed in. I just watched his life, and I know from you and me, I always looked at myself as I'm just a guy. That's what I am, with all whatever gifts and abilities I have, whatever strengths I've chosen, but I also have weaknesses and have struggles. So what I look forward to as we just talk further forward is. Um, kind of sharing the reality of not only, yes, here are the truths, but I'm willing to share, here's where I struggle. Here's where I have struggled. Because I think too often, whether it's a podcast or a book or something else, most people love to share their successes. 
They love to share, hey, do these things. But sometimes they're not necessarily willing to share the challenges. Right. And in, in the reality is we all go through it. And I think the other thing would be, um, I think there are, there are two like overarching like umbrella principles that come through this whole thing. It's like, even some of the things we'll share, some of the things out of the book, you'll read it and say, well, that's simple. Yeah, but it's not easy. It's, it's brutal, right? I mean, sometimes it's like, oh, that makes sense. Why am I not doing that? Right. And I thought, my gosh, through my life, I'm like, yeah, oh, yeah, that makes sense. But I'm not doing it. Right. Yeah, that that's simple, but I'm not doing it. Right. So that to me is a big deal. And what you shared earlier is another deal. It was another, I think, well, simple, not easy. If you fill a glass half full of water, then you have a choice mm. of what you want to fill up the other half with. Mm. So the other half, you can fill up positive, you can fill it up negative. Right. I don't, there may be a better analogy. All I'm saying is something's half full. We on a minute by minute, day by day, week by week, month by month, relationship by relationship, we have the choice. And it is a choice. And, and as Tommy Newberry would say, it's a discipline. Yeah. It's like, no, I'm <laughs> choosing to. Right. So so for, for those folks, and I, I appreciate that you addressed folks that might be listening that are not um, from a faith-based perspective. They're not uh, Jesus followers. They're not into reading the Bible. Don't, may not even trust it or believe it. I appreciate you saying that. Given the fact that this is based on that though, um, I, there's no way around addressing it. And I believe it and I um, embrace it. So I can't really separate myself from that and sharing that. But I, I, I know that the fact that that's in the Bible that, and I believe Tommy sort of highlighted this, it, that it probably could be deducted that if we had to be sort of told or given an idea or a suggestion, hey, you might want to think this way. It's because God understands that we're not inclined to do that. We, as human beings, it is our propensity to go to the other side of things to to live in a powerful because our thoughts are powerful a powerful thinking that is not to our benefit but for those that don't know the verse let me just read it really quick and uh, i think this is the new king james version i think for people who aren't bible readers they might know the these and the thous and so there's been a new version out of king james it has all the history and accuracy of the king james version but a little different language. And it's, so here it is. Whatever, here, this is Philippians 4, 8. Whatever things are true, whatever things are noble, whatever things are just, whatever things are pure, whatever things are lovely, whatever things are of good report, if there is any virtue and if there is anything praiseworthy, meditate on these things or think on these things. And it kind of 
literally points us in a direction and that he, as you said, not that it's a Bible plus necessarily, but he took that, the, the author, and really fleshed it out in a very practical kind of way, which, uh, you know, is, is quite powerful. But um, one of the things that struck me, and it's so true, as soon as I read it, I went, that is absolutely true. Whatever you give your attention to expands in your experience. Exactly. Whoa. Whatever you focus on expands. Period. Go ahead. No, I'm just saying period. Yes. Whatever you focus on expands. If right. you want to focus on all the negatives about your spouse, they'll that's just get That's what you're going to get. <laughs> you're going to get more of it. Right. It's going to be, if you want to focus on those negatives on your friends, you're going to get a whole lot more of it. If you want to look at everything, I'll tell you what, just real quick, and I'll, I don't know how much more time we have, but I'll be very, very quick. In my brain today, this morning when I got up at 5.30, I have a process of getting up, and I didn't do it today. And I got, uh, let's see, who's listening to this? I just got bitchy in my mind. I was unhappy. I was not satisfied. I went downstairs and got the dogs out and blah, blah, blah. Got on Facebook, yada, yada, yada. I was scrolling through the, all the Father's Day, you know, Facebook posts and all that, which is wonderful. I came across a friend who was probably 15 years younger than me. And he had had a stroke. Mm. And I just, I, I, God paused me. I paused, whatever. And I thought, you know what? It is such a tendency in my mind to focus on the things that I don't have. Yeah. The things that I'm lacking. And I paused and I said, God, you know what? You know, and however people need to, do, you know, rearrange their mindset, whatever. For me, I just said, you know what, God, forgive me. Because you know what? I haven't had a stroke. And I, I don't have physical challenges now at a pretty young age. And I have the ability to run around, jump around, be a knucklehead, whatever. And here I am complaining about whatever's in my mind. And I think in a nutshell, that has been one of the huge changes in my world, in my life. And even as of this morning, <clears throat> I allowed myself into the cycle of what I'm not happy with mm. versus the what I call the early morning ritual that I typically do. Because typically we all wake up even before our eyes are open. Mm -hmm. We know we're awake. Mm -hmm. And I, I start with my thank yous. God, thank you for my wife, my house, my children, my, you know, all just everything. And I go down to like, thank you for warm water. Thank you for cool water. Thank you for a shower. Thank you for carpet to walk on. Thank you for lights in our house. Thank you. Cause I've been around the globe and I've met a lot of people who don't have any of those things. Right. Right. And this morning I got out of the, I got out of bed grouchy. And rather than tackling it right away, um, God, 
up, I think, to tackle it a few minutes later on Facebook. So I think, again, in a nutshell, this book really has challenged me to say no. And that is not the way I typically live my life. But I did this morning. Um, and I felt bad about it because, you know what? Gosh, I have so much. If you have food, if you have one car, if you have an air conditioner in your freaking house, only 30% of the population of the globe has an air conditioner. And when you really start looking at statistics, oh my gosh, we have so much. So, you know, this book has just, um, that's how it's really challenged me. And then secondly, I think that it's a joy spreader. <laughs> We've talked about spreaders yeah. for the past 20 months. And I think this book is like a joy spreader. And I've looked so hard the past 18 months, especially during the whole COVID mania thing. And um, I was just looking for ways. Everyone's all masked up and you can argue with me on that, whatever, it's fine. But you can't see someone's face. You can't see if they're smiling or if they're angry. And I would do things as little as, you know, I, I still did it yesterday. I'm in the uh, grocery store parking lot and I see someone who just finished up with her. I, I really look for kind of like moms with kids because I remember my wife, you know, having to manage kids and get them in the car and put the stupid cart back in the, you know, play. I'm like, hey, can I, I'll take this for you. Is that all right? And it's amazing how much people will smile and say, well, thank you so much. I had a lady come she waited in her, this was last week, she waited in her car. Okay, wait, I parked right next to her. She was putting her things in with her kids. I said, can I take this cart for you? I know so you can get your kids in the car. And look, this is not like some big deal. I just brought the cart back and I put it away. I went in, I only pick up a few things at a time. I picked up a few things and I walked back out to my car and she's still there. She got out of her car and she said, I just wanted to thank you hmm. for taking my card. I mean, most people don't <laughs> are not sit there. <laughs> thank you. And please know that's not a big deal. But, you know, it's getting a new mindset becomes yeah. a joy. Yeah. Something as simple as, can I take your card? Can I help you with this? Can I just whatever? And I think a mindset does it so anyway i'll quit rambling but no 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 those things are just huge and they're the simplest ways what if everyone what if everyone on your podcast helps someone with a card this week the the thing that i heard you know uh one of the things i guess um i have um, i have told myself over as a coping mechanism coping mechanism over my life and I think this is, you know, maybe something very human. I've kind of told myself some lies or allowed lies or wasn't actually probably more accurately. I haven't always been truthful with myself. If I could nudge around truth. So when I hear something that possibly could say, hey, you're denying that, I, I question whether that's okay. Because sometimes in our lives, no matter how we compare to someone else's life, there are things in our lives that are challenging. and 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 pained and, and hurt. And one of the things that I remember reading in the book, and I, I found it here, it says being full of joy doesn't mean that your life is perfect. That is, that, it's like, that was the sentence I needed to say, like, okay, well, then I don't, I, I, 
I don't want to tell myself, oh, well, that's not an issue. That's not a problem. Just don't look up. You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that. But what I am changing is not making that my focus because I have a choice not to. And it still acknowledges in my heart, there's some areas that aren't might have rough edges to them or might occasionally bring something painful, but that's not where I'm camping out. And then, and I know this is going to come a little later when we have an opportunity to kind of chew on these chapters collectively, that there's, when you're giving thanks, like your morning ritual of waking up right away and choosing to be thankful, you know, I know we hear gratitude, 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 and I'm not diminishing it because it's powerful. But when we when we are grateful, when we actually say thank you for this, and we don't have the room, the 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 the, the other thinking doesn't can't happen simultaneously with it. Mm-hmm. So gratitude is really a deterrent as well, not only from a place of sincerity, but it's, it's a powerful, what would you say? How, I mean, I know I'm not pulling up any of the, well, of the coming, written coming back about. to that lame illustration, you've got a glass half full, you're choosing to fill it up with gratefulness for thankfulness, because you've got an option, right? That's all that Philippians, is, that's all that Paul in Philippians was saying. Think on these things, think of the things that are good, right? Or I don't know how PG-13 we are, so I'll just say it and you can always edit me out. Or bitch about every single thing throughout your day. I don't have enough. No one loves me enough. No one cares about me enough. No one, something, something, something about, something about me enough. Number one, we're thinking only of ourselves and about everything that we are lacking. Everything that we're lacking versus we could say, and look, my gosh, I have buried so many people and I've been in convalescent homes and I've been with people that feel like they're on their, that weren't, were and weren't on their deathbed. And I've been with people who said, but you know what? My life is so rich and my family is so wonderful. And I know the time comes and goes. And I know that I won't be here much longer, but they still are focused on their glass half full. Right. And I think that's the choice or fine. If you want to stay bitter and angry, knock yourself out. Yeah. But I'll tell you what, it's no way to live. Yeah. And, and it comes back to that foundational principle that we talked about just a few moments ago, that whatever we give our attention to expands in our experience so it's not only just in our thinking, but our experience. It's just a principle that's real. And, um, and that really is, if we're going to crack the egg open or open the box in this conversation to this book, um, that is really, you know, where we would want to start. I mean, we need to start because everything from there. So Jeff, our loose plan is, this has been a great way to open up this discussion um where our idea so the listening audience knows is we're going to take a handful of chapters because i don't want you have to commit to the next year with me (laughs) but we're going to take a handful of chapters and really sift through 
the uh, nuggets and how they've affected our life. And like you said, where there's been struggle, where we fail, where we can be encouraged, but just take the book a handful of chapters at a time and then encourage, I'll post some links and some Amazon links to all three books he has out. Um, the one that I'm going through is just the latest one and, and it really is no different than his middle one that I think that you have other than they just sort of rethought the cover and, and what have you. But I'm really looking forward to it. And I hope that we gather um, a following of people that would like to have this encouragement to walk with us. And I know you are a busy guy and I know that um, you have lots of places that you could lend your attention to um, this Monday morning. And I thank you so much that you're willing to do this with me and um, offer up sort of these chewable pieces that we're, we've been digesting, you've been digesting a lot longer than myself um, so that we could maybe encourage people to come along with. But I thank you so much. And I do want to say this to folks who may not remember exactly who you are, but know who you are, because I got so much uh, response when I had you on the first time. And then I put up some of your music when I said at the onset of our time today that you have uh, have affected my life in many ways, obviously one being with this book, but you have a voice. Like I have chills right now that goes all the way down into my shoulders. You have a voice. You've just been given a gift in your voice. And I, I just want people, if they haven't had a chance to go listen to you, I'm going to put some stuff up again too. But I just want to say that, that you bring me joy with your talent and um, everyone should know, should have a chance to get to, to hear you sing. It is, it takes you someplace. Well, as always, you are kind and it's been a joy. It's been a part of my life and God's given me the opportunity to, to use it. You know, for your listeners, a lot of them may not be, you know, church folks or gospel listeners, but most of my music has been very gospel and church oriented. I say, I think I have, and if not, I'll send you some more. Uh, that are standards that I recorded for my wife. Yeah, they're awesome. Uh, I actually just did a little video for one for my father for his 85th birthday. Oh, wow. And uh, I, I'll send that to you. And if, if you want to post it, great. If not, yeah, I'll post it. Video. But um, yeah, you know, it's just been a, it's been one of those gifts in my life. And uh, there are, <laughs> there are better singers, there are better everything, you know what I mean? But it's just been something that's been very rich in my life. And, um, and I think it's, it's benefited others. And I love that. So, yeah. but I love you and your gifts and abilities. I so appreciate just having this time. And I'll tell you what, whoever is still listening, um, this book is a life changer. So whether you're a, you know, Bible person or a not Bible person, or I don't care yeah. if you, I, I pray, I hope I, I talk too churchy, but I say, I pray, I hope You'll just join us for the journey and hear the author, read the book, and um, allow the principles to honestly transform your thinking. Right. And that's what has happened to me. It's what's happened, happened to you. It's what's happening to both of us. Yeah. That's my hope. And I think it'll just be a fun, fun time together to 
uh, just talk about our experience with it. It so will. And I can't wait. Yeah, me too. Uh, uh, and It'd I can't awesome. wait to share. I love to share. So we get to share together. Well, hang on, my friend. I want to give you a personal goodbye, but we will close this podcast for right now. And then we will uh, resume shortly with um, diving into a handful of these chapters from this book. And I'll put all that in the link so people can go get it if they want to go with us through the chapters, but hang cool. on. I love you, my friend. Thanks awesome. for, for hanging with you. us. Bye-bye. So there, there are some truths that were shared in this time that cannot be denied. And I hope they were enough to strike your curiosity. If you want to go and grab the book, please do. You can get it on Amazon. And I want to say it's about $10 or so. The Daily Guide to a Joy-Filled filled Life by Tommy Newberry. It's turquoise and it has a bunch of yellow happy faces on it. Who wouldn't want to buy it? Or you can just simply tune in to our uh, series that we're doing. Um, I will make sure that I advertise it well. They will be coming frequently. There'll be another five episodes um, where we're taking, as we mentioned, these chapters and sort of sifting them down and going over them uh, in, in groups of, you know, a handful of chapters at a time. Um, people, you know, I just, I, I love uh, to be encouraged and I do take heed like I did with Jeff when he mentioned what he mentioned to me, but I also want to encourage. And if we can all live um, our best lives in our head, then they happen and they, um, they bring about uh, quality. And there's a lot of time I've wasted in my mind on things that didn't bring me anything good in return. So let's just, let's just give this a try. Okay. Let's, uh, let's crack open this whole idea of living a joyful life and how, what we think can make that happen. Thank you. Share, comment, rate, all the other things you're supposed to do. Till next week. Bye. <laughs>